Hej kära du som lyssnar på Food Pharmacy-podden. Har du sömnproblem? Ja, i så fall är det här avsnittet något för dig. Har du inte sömnproblem? Ja, då är det här avsnittet något för dig också. Lina och Mia får nämligen besök av The Sleep Doctor i detta avsnitt. Och han har ett och annat spännande att säga som kan vara intressant för dig att höra oavsett om du har sömnproblem eller inte. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Så, luta dig tillbaks och njut av Food Pharmacy-podden. Hej Mia. Hej Lina, hur mår du? Jag mår bra, jag har sovit rätt gott så att jag känner mig energized. Ja men det var ju väldigt passande eftersom ämnet är det det är idag. Jag vet ju att du har haft ett spännande möte med någon som kallar sig för The Sleep Doctor. Ja men precis. Och det är ju verkligen ett ämne som intresserar både oss två, inte minst mig eftersom jag har haft sådana sömnproblem mm. under hösten och vintern. Så jag ser så mycket fram emot att få lyssna till delar av den här intervjun, Lina. Mm, men jag tror att människor också ser fram emot att lyssna lite på din historia. För att du har ju faktiskt tagit tag i din sömn och har idag är tillbaka i din liksom gamla goda Jag är tillbaka där jag började. Ja, man vill höra lite positiva nyheter också. Ja, eller hur? Att det går att vända det. Och när man sover som sämst mm. så tror man ju på riktigt att det aldrig kommer att ordna upp sig. Ja, men precis. Och då är det, kan det vara bra att... Men hallå, jag är ett levande exempel. Det gick att fixa till det. Ja, men jag, det tänk, jag tänker också att sömn är någonting... Ja, visst, det finns säkert vissa då som har en väldigt bra grundsömn och sådana som kanske har lite mer oro och svårt att komma till ro. Men mm. i övrigt tänker jag att sömn är någonting som varierar under livets alla skiftningar. Mm. Och ändå genom sjukdom och föräldrar och barn som mår dåligt eller ja. Mm, det är, så är det verkligen. Men i mitt fall har de skiftningarna och variationerna du pratar om aldrig gått ut över sömnen tidigare. Men nu när du gjorde det så förstod jag plötsligt alla som beklagar sig över dålig sömn. För det, är, det, det äter upp en sakta men säkert inifrån. Man blir ju knäpp. Och det går inte, i mitt fall gick det inte att jämföra med när jag sov dåligt när barnen var små till exempel. För då hade jag på något sätt, då visste jag att det var en, en fas som skulle gå över. Det visste jag inte den här gången. Nej, jag trodde att det skulle fortsätta för alltid. Mm. Och även om jag kunde härleda det till, i mitt fall då, oro. 
som jag gick och var på, så var det ändå att jag började fundera på om det hade med hormoner att göra, om det var ett stadie som jag kanske gick in i nu och skulle stanna i tio år. Och, ja, men då oroade jag mig ännu mer och sov ännu sämre. Mm. Men grejen är att det kan ju ha, det kommer du föra här att The Sleep Doctor faktiskt säger att många kvinnor är det hormonella förändringar och precis som Mia Lundin sa i förra veckans intervju det är mm. rätt vanligt att kvinnor i förklimakteriet och klimakteriet får just sömnproblem. Mm. Ja, jag är helt övertygad om det. Och istället för att få hjälp att behandla och reglera sina hormonnivåer så kanske man då får ett ångestdämpande eller, eller ett sömnpiller. Men du Lina, nu undrar jag förstås hur det f, 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 f stjärna stjärna K blir det va? <laughs> Är The Sleep Doctor. Berätta nu. Äh, men han, jag tycker att han kan få presentera sig själv. Han var väldigt eh, spännande att tala med och så här presenterar han sig själv. I have a PhD in clinical psychology so I am a clinical psychologist but I am medically board certified in clinical sleep disorders. Here in the United States um, we have a board specialty so in medicine you can specialize into certain different areas. So some people specialize in general practice. Some people might be a surgeon. Some people might be a cardiologist. You can actually specialize in sleep and sleep medicine. And so um, even though I'm not a medical doctor, I was allowed to take the medical doctor test. And I passed without going to medical school. And I've been an actively practicing sleep specialist for 22 years. Mm -hmm. And I specialize in teaching people how to find new ways to sleep better um, during difficult times. So I'm not like normal sleep doctors here in the United States. Normal sleep doctors here in the United States, they treat sleep apnea. They treat narcolepsy. They treat um, restless legs syndrome. So well-known sleep disorders. I did that for 20 years. What I do is a little bit different. I can do all of that. But what I do is I take executives, um, CEOs, uh, athletes, politicians, um, all of these people who are high performers, and I teach them how to use sleep to make their performance better. Sure. So remember what we were talking about, how I only sleep six hours and 15 minutes because my yeah. sleep is so consistent and I sleep at the right time. Sure. I teach them how to do that. And then all of a sudden... They have to sleep less, which gives them more time in the day to be more productive. So I work with um, some of the most famous athletes in the world. I work wow. with some of the most famous CEOs, politicians, you name it. All people who want to be high achievers and high performers and use sleep as kind of their secret weapon. That's mm. what I do. So interesting. So how do you sleep yourself, I must ask you? Of course, everybody always does. You know, I'm a pretty good sleeper. Um, yeah. People always wonder, did you go into this because you had a sleep problem or somebody yeah. you care about, a family member, wife, somebody like that have a sleep problem? Not really. Um, it was just interesting to me. Uh, you know, one of the three big denominators for all of all people, they have to breathe air, they have to drink water and they have to sleep. Hmm. And those are the three big things that everybody has to do. So I thought I would become an expert in one of those three. Mm. Good choice. Oh, det stör mig att jag inte kunde vara med på intervjun. Jag har ju så himla många frågor. Ja, men shoot. Ja, nej, men jag tänker på allt ifrån klassiken. Hur många, 
hur många timmars sömn behöver vi egentligen? Är det åtta? Räcker det med mindre? Kan man sova för mycket? Varför är det så viktigt att få en bra sömn? We used to think it was eight hours and eight hours only. Um, that is no longer the case. I myself, I go to bed around midnight and I wake up around 6.15 every morning. So I, as the sleep doctor, only sleep six hours and 15 minutes every night. But my wife, she sleeps longer. She goes to bed at around 10.30 and she'll wake up around eight. So she gets significantly more sleep than me because that's what she needs. So everybody's internal personal sleep need turns out to be different. And so people need to kind of start to figure that out. Most people have an idea as to how uh, how many hours of sleep that they need. But generally speaking, if you need more than uh, nine hours of sleep, you may want to talk with your doctor and kind of see why. We have um, helped people discover something called your chronotype. So it turns out that inside your body, your genetics determines if you're an early bird, people who like to wake up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning. If you're a night owl, people like to wake up at eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning, somebody in between or somebody with sleep difficulties. That actually turns out to be genetic. And so I can look at your 23andMe or your Ancestry.com data or one of those services, and I can tell you exactly what it is. But to be honest, most people have a good idea as to what they are. So if I turn to somebody and I said, hey, has anybody ever called you an early bird or a night owl? People know exactly what that yeah. means. And, and those are the four different genetic um, sleep schedules that many people have. What's really interesting is once we discover what your sleep schedule is, and then you follow it, your sleep dramatically improves and you need less of it. Why is it so important to get enough sleep or enough good quality of sleep? So first of all, I'm glad you said good quality of sleep. So you're you're, you're making sense it, it, right I'm on board. Learning. <laughs> I know you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, and so here's what we know is we don't honestly 100% know why we sleep. But we do know that if we do not sleep or we don't get good quality sleep, a lot of really terrible things happen. So number one, we gain weight. Um, our metabolism slows down, our appetite increases, and all we want to do is eat. That's not good. Um, the more sleep-deprived we are, the less motivated we are for exercise. So what ends up happening is we don't exercise, and we lie around, and we kind of get sedentary and things like that. Our food choices change. The more sleep-deprived we are, the more we crave high-sugar, high-fat foods which again, not good for, for the body, right? Um, and then we also know that it affects us emotionally. I mean, let's be honest. If you, don't, if you haven't had a good night's sleep, how nice are you to be around, right? Yeah, uh, not you know, at all. My, right, exactly, exactly. My daughter will tell me if I'm being grumpy or not um, because if I haven't gotten enough sleep, she's very well aware. Yeah. Um, also, our thinking slows down quite a bit. Um, our ability to cognate, our ability to think, make decisions, our ability to remember is directly affected by our sleep. So all of these areas um, affect your, your, your entire human existence. I would argue that everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. Sleep affects every organ system and every disease state. Literally everything you do is affected by sleep.
här talar vi ju om ett område som ligger oss varmt om hjärtat. För även om du och jag har fokuserat mest på maten, i alla fall i vår blogg och våra böcker och sådär. Sen rent privat har vi ju kommit in på många andra områden av livsstil. Men vi brukar ju säga att är man hälsosam inom ett område av sin livsstil så spiller det ofta över på andra områden. Och här tycker jag att vi hör liksom ett strålande exempel på vad det kan leda till om man har en dålig sum. Det här med att man hellre vill äta liksom dålig mat och man orkar inte träna och man är inte lika liksom kvick i hjärnan. Och så där. Allt det här blir liksom en form av dominoeffekt. Ja men verkligen och när man förstår hur saker och ting hänger ihop då gör man ju bättre val också för att inte påverka sömnen i negativ bemärkelse. Så att eh, jag håller verkligen med. Mm. Det hänger ihop, rubb mm. och stubb. Mm. Men du, om man har en dålig sömn, vad kan man då göra för att få en bättre sömn? Det är väl också då, som så som vi nämnde tidigare, att det finns olika stadier av sömn och de kan påverkas olika. Alltså jag tänker på det här kanske lätt lite krångligt, men visst kan man till exempel ha en dålig remsömn, uttalas det så, REM-sömn. Mm. Säger man remsömn? Ja. ja. Man kan ju ha en dålig remsömn till exempel, men vara bättre på djupsömn till exempel. Mm. Och finns det då något eh, specialknep för att förbättra eh, punktmarkera remsömnen och eh, förbättra den, till exempel om man skulle vilja liksom, jag vill bara ha sexpack men inget annat, kan jag, kan jag då göra en sån här punktträning för det? Mm, ja men det är intressant, vi pratade faktiskt om hur det sliter och det hjälper sina eh, patienter och vad man själv då kan göra för att få en bättre sömn, lyssna här There's many different stages of sleep and there's two different categories One category is called REM that stands for rapid eye movement sleep and then there's another category called non REM, and that's broken down into four stages, stages one, two, three, and four. You don't need to know all of the different stages, but stages three and four, we combine those and we call those deep sleep. Mm. This is where the physical restoration occurs. So this is the wake up and feel great sleep. This is where all of your physical repair goes on. So if you strain a muscle or you hurt something while you're working out or, or whatever, during this stage of sleep is when all of that kind of happens to fix what's going on in your body. So stages three and four sleep is very important. It has a tendency to be in the first half of the night, generally speaking. The other stage that's really important is REM, rapid eye movement sleep. What we know is this is your mental restoration. So this is where information goes from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. And that process of moving information is what we think dreaming is. So dreams are the movement of this information. And how does it happen? It actually happens electrically inside your head. So quite fascinating. Um, what happens is, is you get data in through your eyes and your ears and your mouth and your nose. And then your brain says, okay, I want to hold on to that because I need that piece of information to make a decision later on. So it figures out what it wants. Then electrically, it has to find the right filing cabinet inside your head, the right file drawer and the right file to put the information, right? 
Mm. Unfortunately, there's a lot of information that's coming in all the time. So it doesn't always end up in the exact right file. This is where the bizarre nature of our dreams comes from. So as an example, if you are in a dream and you walk into your kitchen and your dog is eating spaghetti at the kitchen table with your second grade teacher and you don't know mm-hmm. why that could be happening. Yeah, that's, probably, that sounds like a typical dream. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. What's probably happening is you had Italian food for dinner, mm-hmm. your dog jumped on your bed and your second grader was talking about school, which reminded you of your second grade teacher. And you see how all those pieces of yeah, information yeah, yeah. kind of end up in this fantastic dream. Um, The other thing that's really interesting about REM sleep is that um, your body is completely paralyzed during REM sleep. You can't move a muscle. This is supposed to happen because it keeps you from acting out your dreams. Mm. Right, acting out your dreams. So I have a patient where this doesn't work and he actually acts out his dreams. Wow, so So he's I'm from a small area outside... Oh no, it's much worse than that. So he's a hunter. Okay. And he goes out and he shoots deer. And when you shoot a deer and you don't kill it, you either have to slit its throat or crack its neck. It's the most humane thing to do. He woke up one night acting out his dream with his wife's head ready to crack her neck. Crazy, right? That sounds really scary and dangerous. I would have gotten a divorce. So that's the, so the first question always is, did he kill her? Yeah. No, he did not kill her. Thankfully. No, because she left. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the second question. Are they still married? Believe it or not, they are still married. With one medication, we were able to uh, get him so that he was no longer acting out his dreams, which is one simple medication. Wow. But here's what was so fascinating is this is a, an early sign when we see people who act out their dreams, it turns out it's an early sign for Parkinson's syndrome in 35% of the cases. Right. So I use this as an example to teach people that sleep is a window into our health. Mm. If you're not sleeping well, there's probably something going wrong in your body. And you need to start thinking about what could your sleep be telling you about your health. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. This is uh, very interesting. But would you say then that deep sleep is that more vital for for like a sportsman than an average? Yes. Yeah. So okay. here's what we know is that some people can go without REM sleep for years. And it it has an effect on their memory, but they can still survive. But you cannot survive without the deep sleep because you need the physical restoration. In fact, some medications, antidepressant medications in particular, um, here in the States, we call them Prozac, Zoloft, Mm. Effexor, Abilify, those kind of medications. All of those, when you take them, completely knock out REM sleep. And so there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are taking these medications who have very little REM sleep. So the question becomes, is that okay? The answer is yes, because we'd rather people have their depression solved or fixed with the medication than have them have active depression and not be able to sleep as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I mean, uh, let's say you you have a problem with your uh, REM sleep. Right. 
I mean, how could you fix it? What do you it? do about it? Yeah. Right. How do you, how do you fix it? Right. Yeah. So there's three different ways that you can start to fix REM sleep. That's my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I help people do. So one is if you go to sleep based on your genetic sleep schedule, what we were talking about before, yeah. the early bird or the night owl, what's interesting is as an example, if you're an early bird, but you go to bed late, you don't get the REM sleep. But if you're an early bird and you go to bed on time, you do. If you're a night owl and you go to bed early, you don't get the REM sleep. But if you go to bed on time for you as a night owl, you do. So step number one in improving that REM sleep is knowing what your chronotype is. That's early bird or night owl in the middle or insomnia, and then going to bed at that time. That will increase your REM sleep almost almost immediately. If you want to increase the physical restoration, the best way, believe it or not, exercise. So daily exercise. Now, you don't have to run a marathon, but you do need to do 20 to 30 minutes of some type of cardiovascular exercise to really get the body kind of going. Hmm. This actually sends signals to the brain that the brain needs to recover later on. One of the reasons that so many people right now during quarantine here in the United States are not doing well sleeping is because they're not moving. Yeah, so what exactly. we really we really need people to do is make sure that you move every day because sleep is recovery. Mm. And if you didn't do anything that your body needs to recover from, you're not going to get great sleep. Mm. So sleeping on a good on a consistent schedule will increase your REM. Exercising daily will increase your stage three and four. And then there's two other things that people can do. One is lower or eliminate caffeine. Caffeine dramatically affects both the physical restoration and the mental restoration of sleep and alcohol. Alcohol affects the physical restoration. It doesn't affect the mental restoration nearly as much, um, but it does affect the physical restoration. However, cannabis does affect the mental restoration. So when you're looking at this, it does, but not in a bad way. So when you're looking at how do I improve my stage three, four deep sleep, or how do I improve my REM sleep? There are four things I would say you should do. Nah, five things you should do. Mm-hmm. One is figure out what your sleep schedule should be and stick to it every single day. Don't sleep in on the weekends. Don't stay up too late. Yeah, you should follow, follow the same schedule. That every is what I tell day. my children. And they say, you're so mean. It's the weekend. <laughs> and I say, no, we should go to bed almost the same time. <laughs> Yeah. What it, and so here's what's interesting is it's not the bedtime, it's the wake-up time that's the mm. most important, especially for kids. Mm. So if you want, if your kids want to stay up until one o'clock in the morning and watch TV or play video games, I don't think I care, but they still have to get up at seven o'clock oh. like they do during the week. Okay. They thank will you. change their own behavior. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I can good. assure you. So I will start um, so, to implement this this weekend. It, Exactly. So step number one is stick to one schedule. Step Mm. number two is to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. You can have your cup of coffee in the morning or your tea um, if you would like. Green tea is very healthy, good for you, that kind of thing. Um, But you need to watch out about two o'clock in the afternoon because caffeine has a half-life, stays in your body for six to eight hours. So if you stop at two, by 10 Half of it is gone and it should be much easier to fall asleep. So if you can, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step number three is alcohol, right? And so it's okay to have a glass of alcohol with dinner, a glass of wine, a beer, 
something like that, maybe even two. But once you go past two, it has a big effect on your sleep. So it reduces that, that physical restoration. This is one of the reasons why when we wake up after drinking too much, we don't, our body doesn't feel too good. No. Because we didn't get that physical restoration sleep. Right? So is, it, can... is, it, is that the reason when you've been drinking, I, I find it very common to wake up early in the morning, mm-hmm. even though you went yes. to bed late? Yeah. Yes. So there's two reasons why that happens. So one is the sugar inside the alcohol. Your body burns through it and then it wakes up because it's looking for more sugar. That's number one. But number two, the effect of the alcohol wears off. So you know how alcohol makes you feel kind of you know, tipsy um, and and a little buzzed, that wears off over time. And then your body says, wait a second, what just happened? And it wakes you up in the middle of the night. So in order to avoid that, stop alcohol three hours before lights out. Mm, So if you have a couple of drinks, it takes the average human body one hour to digest one alcoholic beverage. So if you have a drink, a glass of wine, have a glass of water, wait an hour, have a glass of wine, glass of water, wait an hour, then go to bed. Make sense? That way the alcohol, you still enjoy the alcohol, but it doesn't have an effect on your body. Mm -hmm. Step number four is exercise. Every day, if you can just get out for a walk, do something to move your body around. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to exercise too close to bedtime because your body gets too warm. Remember how we were talking about temperature is a big deal. So if you can exercise daily, but stop exercise four hours before bed, that gives your body time to relax, calm down and get a little bit cooler. And then step number five, um, which doesn't have to do with how to improve sleep, but is a good idea anyway, is when you wake up in the morning, you should drink 16 ounces of water, not caffeine, water. and Before the coffee before the coffee, and 15 minutes of sunlight. Mm. The sun, when it hits your eyes, turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. And so that morning foggy, uh, I can't wake up kind of feeling, if you go outside and get some fresh sunlight and breathe some good, fresh air, gone. You will feel so much better almost instantly. So in summary, step one, stick to one wake-up time. Step two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step three, stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step four, exercise daily, but stop exercise four hours before bed. And step number five is to, when you wake up in the morning, drink 15 ounces of water and get 15 minutes of sunlight. So that sounds quite easy, apart from the last thing, because you know what? In the There's not a lot of sunlight in Sweden sometimes. Exactly. I know. Between October to March, it's uh, completely, I mean, it's blackout basically you don't it need any curtains or anything but right. I, actually a, a doctor told me just this because mm. i um took a hormone test and i'm low in melatonin even ah, though I, okay. I have i mean i i don't have problems to fall asleep but i'm quite right. low in melatonin and then he mm. said that might be because um, you should be exposed to light the minute you wake up he's right and you know so, the thing is in sweden mm. Uh, you can't buy melatonin. You have right. to be prescribed by a doctor. It has to be prescribed. But there's a there's a way we can fix this for you. Mm. Um, and so what we do is we can buy a light box. Mm. So these are available on um, uh, Amazon and places like that. And it's called light therapy. Mm. So I have my, one of my closest friends, uh, besides Sonia, who you and I both know yeah. well. Yeah. Um, she's, a, she's a sweetheart. 
Uh, I have a friend, my friend, Mickey Beierklausen, who uh, is from Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And he and I have all these interesting, because he tells me about how, you know, the Danes have something similar because they, they don't have, they have a lot of darkness um, mm-hmm. during their daytime, not a lot of sunlight and things like that. There are light boxes that you can buy about a hundred dollars um, and you can use light therapy in the morning. So if you don't have sunlight, you turn on one of these lights. You can even use your overhead lights that you have in your home. It's not as good, but you can buy these special lights and they're actually quite effective. Mm, great. That's yeah. a great tip. <laughs> Why don't doctors give that? I mean, I have so a good question. It. So this is only something that we have learned within the last seven to 10 years. Um, so most doctors haven't been trained on this. So what we discovered is there's a special cell in your eyeball called a melanopsin cell. And this is the, the cell that is reacting to the wavelength of light called blue light. So you may have seen in the popular press that people say you shouldn't have blue light at night from televisions, from That's just uh, my, one of my questions to you. Yes, you, I'm sure true? it is. You shouldn't right? have that. Is that true? That is true. You should not mm. have that because that's the light you want in the morning to keep you awake. You don't want it at night because that's what keeps you up. This is why so many of our kids, when they're playing games until midnight, can't sleep. Mm. is because of all of this blue light. But we have a solution. So these are the solution. Oh, and now these you are put on blue some glasses. light blocking glasses. So for folks who can't see, because um, we're audio only. Um, this, these are blue light blocking glasses. So they have an amber colored lens, which blocks that awakening light. So um, I give these to my children and when they play games at night and they wear them and they don't mind and then they can fall asleep. Ja, men så det här med jag tycker jag är intressant ändå. Eh, när det sleep doctor säger, what could your sleep be telling you about your health? Är inte det så intressant? Alltså det träffar mig rakt i hjärtat. Det är så hög igenkänning så att jag får gåsud. Jag eh, började ju som sagt vara sova väldigt dåligt under hösten. Och eh, det fortsked under vintern. Och det var ju helt enkelt att jag gick in i en skilsmässa tidigt i höstas. Du vet att vi fick ett mejl om din skilsmässa. Va? Ja, men du nämnde det förbifarten i någon podd. Och alltså det här, nu avbryter jag hela din story. Men Ebbe, du måste läsa upp det här. Ja, nu handlar ju inte det här mejlet bara om Mias skilsmässa. Men vi kör hela ändå. Alltså, jag började skratta för mig själv här. Rätt så rejält. Men jag tar det från början. Jag har gått all in på Food Pharmacy. Det började med att jag önskade mig era böcker i födelsedagspresent i april. Läst alla. Än lyssnade jag på ljudboksform. Sen ståkade jag mig fram att ni hade Instagram och sen hemsidan. Och sen upptäckte jag podden. Har nu sträcklyssnat varje dag mellan 8 till 9 timmar. Nu har jag kommit till avsnitt 138 där Mia säger att både Lina och Mia är skilda. Första reaktionen står med hörselkåporna på på jobbet och säger högt rakt ut. Men vad fan, varför har hon inte berättat det här för mig tidigare? Känner mig lite osidosatt liksom. Sen kommer jag på mig själv att vi känner ju faktiskt inte varandra. Nåväl, älskar precis allt mer och det ni gör. 
Älskar även Sebbes jinglar och faktarutor. Saknar när han inte är med och var tvungen att ta en paus på 30 minuter när han var pappaledig. Alltså när jag skriver det här börjar jag ju undra hur det är fatt med mig egentligen. Nåväl, nu ska jag återgå till att lyssna. Ja, då måste jag bara kommentera det här fantastiska brevet. Tack snälla. Det värmer. Stor kram till dig. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nej, men jag orkar inte. Fy fan, vad skönt. <laughs> Gud, vilka roliga människor. <laughs> Man älskar henne. Jag älskar. Mm. Ja, men då är jag tillbaka då på att jag gick in i den här skilsmässan och all den oro vet ju alla som har varit med om en skilsmässa som det innebär. Den satte sig direkt på min sömn. Så jag slutade ju sova på alla, alla fronter. Jag kunde, för det första kunde jag inte somna. Gick från att ha somnat på 5, 10, 15 minuter en dålig kväll till att ta kanske två och en halv timme på mig. Jag vaknade mitt i natten och jag vaknade också tidigt på morgonen och då hade jag väldigt svårt att somna om. Mitt på natten var okej, då kunde jag somna om. Men när jag vaknade så där vid femrycket och sen egentligen skulle upp vid sex, halv, sju nej, ibland halv, fem, fyra kröp lite där. Oh, det var helt vidrigt. Jag vet inte vad som var värst av allt men det också råkade ut för var att jag somnade. Jag började somna väldigt snabbt. Och sen vaknade jag efter 25 minuter oh, på kvällen. Åh, oh, vilken ångest. Och då är det som att jag har tagit en powernap. Typ mellan 11 och 20 över 11. Och sen var det helt omöjligt att somna om. Så då kunde inte jag somna förrän tre på natten igen. Ja, du förstår ju hur jag hade det. Jag förstår precis. Jag tänker att det har lite så som vi inledde avsnittet med att livet drabbar oss och det är klart att det påverkar även vår sömn. I det här fallet var det första gången som du fick faktiskt en direkt påverkan på sömnen men jag tror att många känner igen sig oavsett om de har skilt sig eller inte. Det kan ju vara annat som oroar en. Mm. Det som är så intressant tycker jag i ditt fall är att du gjorde ju tog ju tag i din sömn och gjorde rätt Många fast små enkla justeringar, eller hur? Ja, men det gjorde jag. Dels den här oron har jag ju jobbat oerhört mycket med. Det vet ju alla som följer podden hur mycket vi har jobbat med. Hur mycket vi har mediterat mm. den senaste tiden. Så att det jobbade jag parallellt med då förstås. Men till exempel så var ju jag precis som du, Lina, låg i melatonin visade sig när vi tog eh, tester för det. Mm. Och då fick jag rådet av vår sömdoktor, för vi har ju en annan sömdoktor som har hjälpt oss. 
eh, att se till att exponera mig för ljus direkt när jag vaknar. Och det kommer jag ihåg att Dr. Chatterjee också har skrivit och pratat mycket om vikten av att gå ut eh, utomhus direkt när man har vaknat. Han eh, råder alla sina patienter att eh, till exempel om man dricker kaffe eller te på morgonen att ta den utomhus oavsett väderlek, oavsett årstid. Och jag har ju hund så att jag möblerar dem lite på min morgon eh, istället för att hoppa in direkt i duschen till exempel och göra barns frukost och sådär så gick jag upp lite tidigare så började jag med den här promenaden då, 20-25 minuters promenaden på morgonen för att exponera mig för ljus. Så precis som The Sleep Doctor då säger så upplever jag att det har hjälpt mig jättemycket. Mm. Och sen har du förlängt din remsömn också, eller hur? Ja, precis. Och det tycker jag är så himla spännande. Och det är jag helt övertygad. Här kan ingen rucka min övertygelse. Jag är helt övertygad om att jag har lyckats med det genom att följa min naturliga sömncykel. Den här genetiska sömncykeln som, du, som vi pratade om tidigare, Lina. Mm. Jag har nämligen gått och lagt mig tidigare på vardagskvällar. Mm. Även helger faktiskt spelar över på de här goda vanorna. Spelar över även på helgen om jag inte har någonting planerat. Men jag lägger mig mellan en halvtimme, timme tidigare än vad jag har gjort tidigare. Och då märker jag att remsömnen förbättras och förlängs asevärt. Och jag menar de här glasögonen som man pratar om, de har ju jag också använt. De använder jag ju hela hösten på kvällen för att ta bort det här blå ljuset. Precis det som sömndoktorn rekommenderar. Jag tycker också, det är svårt att veta exakt vad det var som funkade för mig. Men summa summarum så blev ju sömnen mycket bättre. Och jag tänker på de här glasögonen, då tänker jag att det är jättebra för barnen också. För många barn har ju förvanat varva ner till spel eller film eller skärm på kvällarna. De borde ju ha sådana glasögon. Ja, men det slipdoktors barn har ju det. Och jag tänkte att jag ska försöka få tag på det till våra barn också. Så de också får mm. sådana här glasögon. Och jag tänkte också apropå barnen. Så tänkte jag på det här med att du har förbättrat din sömn. Och jag känner ju att jag följer mitt skalman mans schema. Jag tyckte det var väldigt intressant när det slipdoktor sa att ja men låt barnen vara vakna längre om de vill när de är lediga. Men se till att väcka dem tidigt på morgonen. Och jag har faktiskt implementerat precis det här hemma under sommaren nu. Och det funkar så utmärkt. Ja, så smart. För innan så har det varit liksom lite som en dragkamp och jag har varit en tråkig mamma. Nu ska vi lägga oss i tid. Det spelar ingen roll att till sommarlov. Man måste ändå få sömn. Men nu så kommer de så här, mamma får jag vara vaken? Ja men självklart får du del i läskning. Och då älskar de ju mig mer än någonsin. De är mm. så glada och tacksamma. Ja tills jag då kommer in på morgonen och <går> god morgon, god morgon. Och, och slår sleven i kastrullen. Måste bara säga, precis som det slipdoktor säger, så om de här fem tipsen inte funkar så sök hjälp hos en läkare. Ja, för de som inte blir hjälpta, vad, vad gör man då? Sömnpiller känns ju inte så lockande. Talade ni någonting om det? Ja, men det gjorde vi. Och, och det är ju så, även om eh, mediciner utvecklas hela tiden och eh, i fallet sömnpiller så har de faktiskt blivit bättre. Men det är fortfarande så att de hjälper dig inte då enligt sömndoktorn att få en good quality sleep. Medications that a doctor has to write you a prescription for. Um, in the past, we see that they do make people fall asleep. However, it changes the stages. 
right? So remember we were talking about stage three, four and REM sleep. Unfortunately, many of the old medications, they just put you to sleep. They don't help you get into a good quality sleep, right? That's the difference there. Mm. Then we started to get newer medications. Um, Those are better, but they don't get rid of it all, but they are better. um, And they seem to have less of an effect on your sleep. The best are things like magnesium and iron and vitamin D, things our body needs anyway. That's always where I like to start. Mm. Um, Because most people, their diets don't have enough magnesium, right? They're not outside enough to get enough vitamin D. And both magnesium and vitamin D directly affect the sleep system directly. So I'm always starting there first. Next, we might look at, for example, an herb that might be um, helping reduce anxiety. Now, I don't know in Sweden what's available, but for here, for example, here in the United States, we can use something called magnolia bark. Faktarutan kan glatt meddela att magnolia-extrakt finns att köpa i Sverige. Det är bara att googla så hittar du det. This is a substance you can take it in a pill and it helps lower anxiety to help you fall asleep. Um, there's something called valerian root. Um, it's very stinky, uh, but it's very effective mm. uh, and it helps people fall asleep. So sometimes we, we walk down that path. Sometimes it's hormones. Mm. So for many of my female patients who are, let's say, going through menstrual cycle, that can change their sleep or menopause can change their sleep or pregnancy can change their sleep. So women have very different issues that in many cases we don't want to use prescriptions. We want to use more natural substances to help them with their sleep. Um, and then there are uh, the ones that you can get in the in the store, right? So they're not prescription, but they're not herbal. They're what we call over-the-counter, like Tylenol PM um, and those kind of things. Those can work a little. Unfortunately, if you use them for long periods of time, there is an association with Alzheimer's disease and Parkinsonian mm. symptoms. So you want to stay away from anything that's a PM um, because that has Benadryl in it, and Benadryl is not really great. Mm, that's quite severe down effects. Yes, that is. I mean, to be fair, not everybody gets Parkinson's and Alzheimer's if you take these medications. But there is a very strong association of people who take them long term who end up getting that. Och då undrar jag nu, hur vanligt är det med sömnproblem? Det känns ju som att det är supervanligt. Ja men alltså, så otroligt vanligt. Enligt då undersökningar i USA så sover så många som 174 miljoner, det är alltså nästan halva USA, sover för lite eller har dålig kvalitet på sömnen. Och det innebär då eh, minst tre dagar per vecka. Och då kan man ju undra, varför sover vi så dåligt? Eh, och eh, då säger sömndoktorn så här. So in many cases I'm talking with people about what to look at in your bedroom to help improve your sleep because we can train our mind but we've also got to understand our environment as well. So you mean if we have less things that disturbs us in our uh, bedroom basically that's better. Well yes um but I'm talking about everything from your pillow to your mattress to your sheets to the light to the sound that's in the bedroom at night, to the temperature, is it warm, is it cold? 
all of these things have an effect on your body's ability to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I've partnered uh, with Hastens is because they make, as you know, one of the yeah. greatest products ever. I know. I, know. Um, I had one of those beds. I don't have it anymore, though. Oh, very... you got to get one. I've got one and I love it. Yeah. Um, How important is a good bed for a good night's sleep, would you say? You know, it's a really interesting question. Um, and a lot of people don't think about it, but here's how I think about it. So I think that sleep is a performance activity. So I'm a runner. And when I go out for a run, um, I can wear my flip-flops and a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and have a big radio on my arm. I can still run, but my time isn't too good. But if I've got my running shoes on and my my shorts, right, and my music with my iPod going, I can really, you know, perform better. I believe that sleep is the same thing. If you have the right equipment, you will perform better, just like if you're doing physical activity. So how important is it? I would say that easily 30 to 40% of a person's night sleep is dependent upon their surroundings, including the bed. Um, I would argue that the bed is probably the most influential piece of furniture <laughs> mm. that you're going to have, right? I mean, think about it. It's, you spend more time in your bed yeah, yeah, than you yeah. probably do anything else in your house. And so mm. I'm always talking with people about really looking at the quality of your mattress, the quality of the pillows and sheets, because that is the thing that has a direct effect on your body. Okej, okay, så en säng är alltså så viktigt. Jag, jag förstod ju att eh, den helt klart hade ett finger med i spelet, men faktiskt inte att det var så viktigt. Nej, nej jag blev ju också förvånad. Eh, men jag tänker också att det är eh, olika för olika personer. Jag tänker att desto sämre sum man har, desto mer problem man har med sin sum, desto viktigare blir allt det här med temperaturen i sovrummet, kudden, täcket. Du, nu eh, måste jag sticka iväg här. Jag fick jättebråttom, så att, men vi hann väl med allt helt enkelt, eller hur? Ja, det är lugnt. Jag blev så trött så jag ska ta en ja. powernap. Ja, ja, men gör det så hörs vi, eh, vi hörs imorgon. Ja, det gör vi. Eller ja. senare. Det brukar ja. ju höras redan ja. efter en tid. Vi hörs om en minut ungefär. <laughs> ja. Och alla er andra, vi hörs om en vecka. Puss på er. Ja, det gör vi. Fortsätt härlig sommar. Ha det jättefint allihopa. Hej, hej. Och vad trevligt att just du har lyssnat på oss idag. Avsnitt 144 av Food Pharmacy-podden har du hört med Lina Nertby och Mia Klase. Som idag fick besök av den fantastiska The Sleep Doctor. Som egentligen heter Dr. Michael Bruce. Jag heter Sebastian Ring och står för musik med mera. Och för redigering står Jens Back på Stray Dog Studios. Vill du ha mer av Food Pharmacy så finns vi på foodpharmacy.se och på Instagram under namnet food underscore pharmacy. Hej då! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.